0: That's uh, I Don't Want to Go Home, by Southside Johnny and Asbury Jukes, uh, who rode Springsteen's coattails in the mid-70s to a little bit of a career. Uh, Southside Johnny, born on the say in 1948, sent it out to the Grizzlies to um, continue on the road later this week with Detroit, although I think they did come home in between.
1: Grizzlies go uh, one and one over the weekend, including the uh, win Friday was their first back-to-back wins of the season, but I want uh, I want some help with the roster management here. So they they re-signed uh, Jalen Noel to a ten-day. Explain to me when they're going to have to start ditching people and what happened here and who's going to be going next and uh, where are we? Let let's let's reset the what, what what the what the shifting circumstances of the roster are.
0: Yeah, I'll write about all this later today, but I'll just spoil it all now. I guess. Um, <laughs> it, 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 um in terms of so. They had two I – mean, there's sort of a lot of questions there, but um, they, had, they got two hardship exemptions, which they used to sign Jalen, Noel, and Shaq Harrison, um, those, ex- th- those the 10-day contracts. Those contracts were coming up, so I don't know whether it's a matter of reapplying or how the paperwork works, but basically you have to either, either – you're going to keep the, the, those exemptions or not. So their two exemptions went down to one. Um, and so they did not keep Shaq Harrison. They re-signed Jalen Noel to a second 10-day contract for one the one exemption they have, not two. One is, that exception, because someone, word.
1: is that because someone came back but other people did not? It, 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 no, it's because someone is projected to come back. It's okay. a
0: forward-looking thing. And so you, it's how many players are you expecting to be out due to injury for the coming two weeks? Okay. And so two weeks ago, the answer was five. And, then, and so you got two. You, you get one. One of these exceptions for four, and then so they had five. So they got two. Okay. And so now the the projection is four. And context clues would tell you the player no longer subject to that projection is Jake Laravia. I would have guessed Canard, but they put out the the new update on Canard. So Canard is projected to be out at least two more weeks. So the, so Laravia did not fall fall under that projection anymore. So that brought them down to one exception, not two. Um, They re-sign Jalen Noel for that, for another 10-day. They cannot sign him to a third 10-day. Even if they still have an exception after that, they can't sign him. You can't sign a player to a a third 10-day. At that point, you either have to let him go or sign him for, you know, a rest of the season contract.
1: So that's where they're at on Jalen Noel. All right. And is there anything else in terms of the roster? You still have the – well, of course, you have the coming decision when Jog gets activated uh, about – Biambo. So what do you think of Jalen Noel? And is there a case to keep him? Obviously, now you got the other 10-day. You can continue to evaluate. He had a great game, obviously, Friday. Um, your thoughts on Jalen Noel and whether there's any possibility that he will be long-term a member of the Memphis Grizzlies?
0: I, I think he's certainly a viable bench player in the NBA. He's been a viable bench player for the Minnesota Timberwolves, coming off their bench for the past three seasons. It was, I think, moderately surprising that, you know, the game of musical chairs in the off season left him without a seat. But, like, that happens to guys. Um, and I think, I think, I think his, his sort of quick elevation has partly been about, you know, they've had a concentration of absences in the backcourt. Right. But it's also revealed, I think it's, revealed, it's highlighted, not revealed, because I think we knew, it's highlighted a roster deficiency more than it solved it. Um, in the sense of it sort of sort of highlighted how few of the young wing perimeter players left can do anything with the ball. And the Grizzlies basically loaded up on off-ball role-player types trying right. to find some that would fit and left themselves with two-two guys who can like do something with the ball. And so I think Jalen Noel has highlighted the lack of that skill set among sort of that cohort of young wing and perimeter players on the team. Um, as far as him individually, it's funny. Like He, is the, he goes to Dallas has that one really good game, and and suddenly a lot of Grizzlies fans, at least on social media, who have probably never thought about Jalen Noel in their, their lives right. two weeks before, developed very first, firm, fast convictions about Jalen Noel. He has to be kept. The front office, you know, fire him off. They don't keep Jalen Noel, all this kind of stuff. Um, if you take out that one game, he shot 5-22 of 22 in the rest of the <laughs> right. games for the Grizzlies. Right. Um, He is sort of a low-efficiency, high-volume sort of shot-chucker type. But it's not wrong to say even in the games where the shots haven't been falling, his skill set has helped. Like, he can get shots off, off the dribble. He can put the ball on the floor and get in the paint. And there is a a, a, a kind of a dynamism to his game that I think is useful for this team. And all things being equal, I think he'd be worth keeping for the rest of the season. The problem is that all things are not equal. Um, to keep him, you have to create a roster spot for him. To create a roster spot, there's some complication and cost involved in that. And I'll get into more detail about that probably when I write. But basically, like when you talk about him, you talk about Biombo, And then if you want to talk about Vince Williams Jr. is on a two-way, if you want to put any of those three players on your main roster, someone someone's got to go. And at some point it stops being easy to get to have someone go. I I think the Bombo thing is easy. I think I think it seems to me ninety five percent certain they're just gonna cut Kenneth Lofton and keep Biombo. Kenneth Lofton has no guaranteed money next season. And so, you know, you you sever your ties with the player you were trying to develop, but he's not really playing for you and there's no cost for next season. After that, you're talking about putting if you're if you're talking about if you're talking about cutting a guy, you're talking about putting dead money on your books next season, a season in which you're gonna. You're trying to load up to have better chances than you do this season, and you may be facing the luxury tax. I just, to me, it's a non-starter to put dead money on their books a year from now. So to sign Jalen Noel to be their tenth or eleventh man for the rest of this season, I just think there's. Just,
1: I just can't imagine they would do that. So
0: it's now, f- now is there possible there's some kind of trade that frees up spots? Yeah, could be, but that's kind of harder to do.
1: So I mean, the the candidates would be, for example, John Conchar, Jake Laravia. Maybe Zaire Williams, whatever. Right. Uh, John Conshire, what's his contractual situation? And by the way, this isn't so much about the money financially that they would have to pay him as much as this is the money that would be applied to the cap that's going to be a, a cap anyway, right? I mean, it's not, it's right. not so much an uh, opening up the wallet question as it is dead well, money it's both. for cap purposes. It's both. Both.
0: No, it's both because next year you're, you're talking about potentially going into the luxury tax. So then that becomes a real money question, not just a cap space maneuverability question. So it's, it, it is both when you call them talking about next season. But Conchart's on a three-year extension for like $20 million that starts next season. You're, you're not swallowing you're three $20 million money, to sign no. Jalen Noel. I mean, if you're just not <laughs> doing it. And so if you want to talk about La Ravia, you can talk about La Ravia. That's a simpler situation. But then you're swallowing $3 million of dead money on your books and, like, Jake LaRavia hasn't done anything at the NBA level. He's also, frankly, barely played. He's played five games this season, average like 10 minutes. And so it's easy to say, well, this guy's a disaster. But he's like he hasn't played. He barely played last season. He's actually been really good in the G League. I'm not here to tell you Jake LaRavia will be a good NBA player. I think there's plenty of reason to, to, to doubt that. But it's not like a, I don't know, it's not like an ironclad thing where I'm swallowing money on a guy I just drafted, again, for for a guy who's going to be a 10th man this season in a season where your best-case scenario is creeping into the play-in. This goes back to what I wrote a week ago about they have to think about things as they go into next season. and that And that was not about this season being over or having no competitive hopes for this season. It was about the realization that, there is more upside in the next two seasons than there is in this one. Enough damage has been done that your best-case scenario this season is getting into the play-in and fighting your way from the play-in. You don't want that to be your, de- your best-case scenario the next two seasons. And so, to me, you can't sacrifice future value for one season of, of, of Jalen Noel, who's going to be your 10th or 11th man. when you're. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: Yeah, Jalen Noel, who was uh, the Timberwolves didn't necessarily see fit to keep him. The Kings, I believe it was, let him go uh, in the off season. Uh, he is an undersized two. who's a try- like But
0: it? but again, if like if there were some trade, like you could right. like trade John Conchar for a second round pick and free up a roster spot, one hundred percent. You could sign Jalen Noel. That would be fine. Except this gets to the Vince Williams question because if you want to add him to your main roster, but before the end of the season, you got you need a roster spot for that too. And so, you know, that, that, to me, that also impacts the jail and the wealth thing.
1: Um, what are the prospects that you could do something like that, like trade, trade one of the trade, get off some of this money in a deal? Why would, can you imagine? I, Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I would, pr- you know, can you do it where you get value instead of give up value? That's kind of a question, right? Are you getting a second round pick or giving a second round pick right. in one of these deals? That's kind of a question. I would, I would predict that the Grizzlies will deal between now and the trade deadline. I'm not saying this week, but the trade deadline's in February. I would predict the Grizzlies move at least one and maybe more than one of these young wings that are sort of in a cluster right now. Um, and I, I would be certain they will be looking to try to do so. You gotta, that doesn't mean you're going to find a, a deal worth doing. But I would be willing to bet they'll, they'll move one of these guys. I'm talking about in no particular order, I guess a chronological order from when they arrived, we'll say. Uh, John Conchar, Zaire Williams, Jake Laravia, David Roddy. I, 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 I'll be surprised if all four of those guys are on the roster at the end of the season.
1: Uh, thoughts on Vince Williams? Um, I think
0: his defense and rebounding is real. I don't know if his shooting is real. Um, I said that before the weekend, and nothing's changed over the weekend. Um but I think the defense and rebounding is real. And, and to me, you go back to his first summer league game. And Drew and I did a podcast. I went back and, and listened to this, not listened to it, but I went back to, to cite it because Matt Hurlica had put something on social media that made me think about it. Um, after his first summer league game, uh, Drew and I did a podcast where we ranked the NBA futures of the five rookies, and we both had Vince Williams second on our list after after Jake Laravia. He looks the type. He's always looked every bit the type of the classic. 3-and-D NBA player. He looked more like an NBA player. He he fit sort of a known paradigm in a way that Kenneth Lofton didn't, Kennedy Chandler didn't, David Roddy didn't. Um, The question was going to be opportunity and shots falling. And I think it's taken him a while to get the opportunity. Um, He really didn't play last season. He, He played more than 10 minutes in the NBA game twice all last season. So it's taken him a long time to get the chance, and now that he's gotten the chance, he's really grabbed it. Will he continue to, to to perform at that level? We'll see. Again, I don't know how real the shooting is, but but we'll find out. But I, I believe in the defense and rebounding with him.
1: Uh, They split over the weekend, uh, beating uh, Dallas. Uh, thank you uh, to Luke uh, Luca for ha- having his baby, and so he was not there. It's about time the Grizzlies got a break, and so that was good. And then they... Uh, both Jaron and Desmond Bain, but particularly Jaron, magnificent in losing to the Suns. Thoughts on uh, what happened over the weekend?
0: Yeah, no, I think they played pretty solid basketball in both games. You know, different outcomes were a result of different <laughs> opponents and sort of different game situations. Um, they played really well against the Dallas team that was very short-handed. But guess what? The Grizzlies have been very short-handed every game this season. So, right. so who cares? Um, and against Phoenix, you know. You're them back to back on the road, and they've got Booker and Durant, and that's right. a lot to overcome. But it was sort of a something we've seen before, where Grizzlies just didn't have enough firepower. They you know, they had two guys who were working that night. They needed Santi to jump up and have a twenty point game, he um, was three or attempt. somebody else. Yeah, he was the best candidate, but like somebody else to do something offensively. And they had no one else doing anything offensively, so they just couldn't generate enough. Which you know that's
1: sort of where they're at. Uh, yeah, Jalen Noel was three of twelve in that game. Derrick Rose did not. We wondered what would they would do with Derrick Rose. Did not yeah. play in that one. Jalen Noel got the start instead. Asante uh, was three of ten in that one. Um, they're better when Derek I guess they're better when they have a point guard, right? I mean, I, you know, in the end, well, I do think it makes they, a difference.
0: They need they need people who can create some stuff right, offensively, right. other than Desmond Bain on the perimeter, and, and, and that's in short supply.
1: Um, all right, and then the other thing that's happened is and you have mentioned all along, the the problem, whatever one thinks about the three point shooting, the problem is not the defense. Um, and I think they are back in top ten defensive efficiency. Um the problem is I don't know if they're back in the top ten. I think people,
0: people were throwing that around. I think that's over the last ten games. On the season uh-huh. I don't think I don't think that's where they're at. But not but, bad. But they had been trending up, <laughs> up defensively. Um they they've generally been like the defense has not been a disaster. Like most of the year, when you look, it's like you know twenty ninth on offense and nineteenth on defense. It's been right. that kind of thing, and so given that you know the talent, the talent issues that they've had in terms of players being absent, it's certainly been more of an offensive issue because John Morant is the play. is the main player who's right. missing. But it's not like they've had all their best defensive players on the floor every game either. You know, Marcus Smart's missed a lot of basketball. Tillman, who's a good defensive player, offense comes and goes. But a good defensive player's missed a lot. And so it's not like they've had their best talent on the floor. But you can... Or... Well, and then Vince Williams sticks in the room. Jared...
1: We're breaking up really good defensive team. Yeah. Uh, all right, it is, by the way, it's National Cookie Day. Do you, are you a fan of cookies, and do you have a favorite Memphis cookie or cookie establishment, or do you my make your own? Memphis,
0: my favorite Memphis cookie is the chocolate chip cookies my son makes. He's become <laughs> the cookie master really? in the house. He's quite good at it. He bakes he the best cookie in the house. So that's my favorite Memphis cookie. I can't think of any, like, places you where I Do you know what the cookies. secret is?
1: What, is? what does your son do? Makes... I don't
0: know, but he, but he gets just the right mix of, like, crisp around the edges but still a little soft in the middle yeah. going on. Um, that To me, that's key. I don't want a fully crumbly cookie, but I don't want a cakey cookie either. you got to have that right bo- texture balance of a little bit of crisp and a little bit of soft. And so he nails that in a way the rest of us don't. But I'm, I'm a simple man. I like a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, right. I do like a chocolate chip cookie
1: that incorporates some peanut butter in the mix. <laughs> in the like, mix, I, I, not peanut butter chunks, the, like in the mix itself. No. Well, I, well, I was speaking colloquially, but yes, that's what I do. That's see, what
0: right. I do. It's a peanut butter in, in, in the dough. when I used to make cookies, I would make the. This is a ripoff of some like famous kind of cookie. I can't remember, but I would do the chocolate chip, peanut butter, oat, oat, like all that good stuff together. Yeah, uh, in a cookie, but no nuts.
1: I don't want any nuts. I don't want any nuts in my cookie either. That's a travesty. <laughs> that's worse than the playoff system. All right, thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, You're we can agree, Jeffrey.